Hey, what's up, stay tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back for our weekly sports discussion, topics, opinions, whatever you want to call it. Had a good weekend. Uh, you know, Eagles obviously lost to Tampa Bay, which is kind of funny because we weren't doing shit all game. And I said, you know what, screw this, I'm going to bed. And went to bed when it was like 24. 28 to 7 or something like that and uh, almost made the comeback. You know, Jalen Hurts almost made the comeback and people are screaming to start Joe Flacco now. I, I So I don't know what all happened there, but uh, you know, us Eagles fans, we're, we're definitely delusional and, and nuts sometimes, but got to see my Flyers play on the TV fr- uh, Friday night, I believe it was. Um, or no, no, I'm sorry, Monday night because Friday I was camping this past weekend when I camped with my father. Um, but Monday night we played Seattle Kraken and or Kraken, I guess that's how you say Kraken. Uh, and just a old school Broad Street bully beatdown, six one, couple fights. You know it was nice to see that back in the Flyers, you know, wheelhouse if you want to call it that, the, phys- the physical part of their their play. But um, even though I was camping, you know, the boys over there at the State Tune Sports Podcast Truck Series. Raced this past Friday. I ended up watching a little bit uh, with you know my, my father at the bar near the the campground because it was a little little rainy, a little little windy, you know. But uh, definitely was a, a good race. So hopefully you guys tuned in to uh, to watch it and root on your favorite drivers there. But so before we get into the show, head over to StayTunedSports.net for all our past episodes. In case you don't you know want to scroll through iTunes or whatever uh, podcast app you use. Um, all of our social media accounts are over there. Uh, on the right-hand side there, when the page loads, our Twitter, our Facebook, YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You're going to want to get that going because in the next month or so, I'm hoping to start having some live vi- videos on there as well as like Facebook and, and all, you know, all the other things. Um, and you can get some merch, you know, merch tabs up top there. Um, just to kind of you know help show your support towards the show so i could do better giveaways which i'm hoping to do some in the next coming weeks let's say maybe another two weeks you know might be able to do something uh but you gotta follow those social medias to be eligible i guess you want to call it that because that's where i post the 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 rules um but if you don't want to buy the merch that's fine you know i'm I'm cool with that head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash st sports um, 
just another way to show your support. You can buy me a beer or a coffee on there, just you know, a dollar or whatever it would be, whatever you want to donate. And like I said, it all goes back to you guys. I don't keep any of it. I try. I'm just trying to get better giveaways for you guys to uh, enjoy the show as well. I guess you would say. Um, so, like I said, this past Friday was the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series at uh, the Texas Motor Speedway. And, you know, Friday I, I was trying to watch a little bit. Like I said, I was at the bar, so it was a little bit louder. I had, had it loud enough that I could hear stuff going on. Um, I ended up rewatching it when I came home uh, Monday, which you can go over on YouTube and watch it on 3Y TV. Make sure you subscribe to those guys. Uh, Peter and Drew and they're, they're definitely the best commentators out there I don't care what anybody says as far as iRacing goes um, and it, it, it was a good race too um, not a whole lot of cautions uh, I think there was only two cautions the for the whole race they ran about 130 laps um, a lot of good battles you know our uh, stay tuned sports Truck Series driver Matt Cherry uh, made it up to second place, and then he had a little miscue uh, coming down pit road. He he missed his uh, his pit box, which you know you, you think you know you missed your pit box only takes you about a second to back up or move forward or whatever. That's a lot of places you're, you're losing, and for him to be able to do that, he ended up finishing the race in second. So he was able to come all the way back. Um, from that little miscue there and he wasn't the only one having problems there um, with the trying to find the right pit box you know I guess iRacing is kind of uh, very technical about where you're at when it comes to the pit box um, you know for for it, all you guys out there that don't do the iRacing or maybe you, you know you do and you just like to watch some of the uh, glitches the glitch crashes that you know happen sometimes there was one in this race and it, it's funny um I, I think it was uh drew eisman said thankfully this wasn't a real race because there would be fans dead um right, right around 13 laps ago in the race i forget which what two uh cars i think it was like the 47 and uh, I forget the other guy that, that was involved, but uh, kind of, you know, that late in the race, you're starting to bump and grind a little bit. Um, the one truck kind of washed up the, the racetrack, spun him out, and he actually got stuck in the catch fence. Could not move, you know, couldn't back out off the wall or anything like that. Like, it was actually pretty funny. Um, it's been a while since I've seen a, a good one like that. I think the last good one was... Uh, Last season, the opening race, where we had the one car just shoot up into outer space. Um, but that, that was a definitely definitely interesting glitch crash there, if you, you know, want a good laugh. Um, some other things that happened, you know, Chris Darling pretty much ran in the top five all night long. Uh, he gambled a little bit late with the pit strategy. Um, not sure if it was, you know, taking tires really early or you know not enough gas but it ended up showing up late because a, a basically a late caution just screwed them um when they start back up 
everybody just started passing him. And he was actually in first when the caution happened. And by the by the time the race was over, he ended up in 16th place, which is uncharacteristic with uh, Darling there. Um, if he if he's not involved in the wreck, he's always one of those top five guys, always up there. And it was just kind of a shame to see him fall back like that. And I'll touch more on Chris Darling in a second, but um, John Canizero uh, ended up winning the race pretty decisively. So the race between second and third, Matt Cherry and uh, third place finisher, the last couple laps were a real good battle to watch. Um, wasn't sure if, if Matt Cherry was going to be able to hold him off, but luckily he, he was able to and came in uh, second place. Um, this coming Friday, they're at Watkins Glen. Uh, make sure you guys tune in 9 p.m. over on 3Y TV. And here are my three racers to watch for that race. So the first racer I want to talk a little bit about is uh, Stan Hausman. Uh, he back-to-back -back top 10 finishes. Uh, so far and right now he's currently currently in ninth points in the standings I believe it's the top eight racers go into the playoffs or you know playoff uh, chase you know um, right now there are five winners so right now pretty much there's only three spots left because if you win you're in okay simple as that I mean you could be shitty as hell Show up every race and be shitty as hell and get lucky one race and you're in the playoff uh, chase. So he's fighting for, Stan Hausman's fighting for three spots. And right now he, he's in ninth, you know, looking in. So I'm thinking this race might be definitely a, a, a race that he could um, make some ground up. If not, punch his ticket in by, by winning the race. Next racer I have is Nick Kessler, who last week he finished in 10th place. And right now he's currently 13th place and 42 points behind. Um, I believe the playoff chase starts in the next two or three weeks. Well, two, two or three races, I should say, because Thanksgiving they're taking the, that weekend off. Um, he's 42 points behind, so he's, he's got a lot of ground to make up. And maybe this race is the one that he could take a, a real nice chunk out of that uh, deficit and, and move up in the, the rankings. Last racer, uh, just talked a little bit about him, Chris Darling. Right now, he's in 15th place. But if you've watched him all season long, he starts, like I said, he always he's always up there, top 10, starting the race. And then just bad luck, just... You know, wrong place, wrong time when a wreck happens and just takes him out. Um, and unfortunately, right, like I said, right now he's in 15th place. But again, all you need is one win and he's in. Now, not to stir up any uh, drama, but not last season. season before was the first season Stay Tuned Sports was with the starting to get involved with the NSRA League. And uh, we had Josh Sobel as our stay tuned sports truck driver at that time and Chris Darling did spin out 
Joshua Sobel. So it's going to be interesting to see if there's any carryover from that because they were battling for uh, second and third, I believe. And that was at the end of the season where Sobel was pushing to make the, the playoffs and he was right on the fringe. And that little spin out dropped Sobel back in the pack and helped make him miss the playoff cut. So not saying there's going to be bad blood, but maybe you guys might want to tune in this Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on 3Y TV to see if there's any, any bad blood still left. <laughs> Semi-big trade happened um, earlier this week. Uh, Zach Ertz being traded from Philadelphia Eagles to the Arizona Cardinals for basically a bag of potato chips. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the trade because, I mean, Arizona got a steal, I believe. Basically, we got a, a cornerback that hasn't played a, a down yet. He's a rookie, but whatever. Um, and a fifth-round pick next draft. But when I saw that 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 uh, that trade, I was, you know, I was happy for Ertz. Um, he's never been a distraction for Philly. You know, you want to say this past offseason, him, you know, holding out or requesting a trade was a distraction, whatever. I mean, look at Ben Simmons. I, you know, at least Ertz shows up and, and is being a team player. Ben Simmons, he's being a little bitch and doesn't want to do defensive drills, so he gets suspended for a game. But I digress with the Ben Simmons thing. But seeing the trade with Zach Ertz, it got me thinking, like, you know, Arizona is uh, 6-0 right now. And got me thinking, like, now we're getting to the point of the season that we're starting to see who's the contenders and who's the pretenders. And every season we see this, and we wonder, are they are they the real team? Is Are they really 6-0, or are they playing cupcake games? You know, you think about last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They went 11-0. And then just went into tailspin and got kicked out in the first round of the playoffs. But they didn't play anybody, really, in those 11 games. You know, maybe two of those teams out of the 11 wins were legitimate teams. You know, uh, uh, above 500 teams, we'll call it. So I start looking, you know, a little bit into this to, to really see... And, you know, you look at this offense already, like some of these, I mean, obviously, you know, I knew about DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle Murray. I forgot that Arizona also picked up A.J. Green and a couple other really good players. And now you put in the mix Zach Ertz. I mean, they're already seventh in, in the offensive stat ranking. This Ertz trade, and for what they gave up for him, just makes this team that much better. And I'm going to throw it out there. They have... They could go undefeated. I'm saying it. They could go undefeated right now. Because when you look at their schedule, you know, who do they play in the past six games? Okay, let's let's see if they were... If they are, uh, you know, the running parallel to the Pittsburgh Steelers of last season. So far this season, they played... Really, the only two teams they played that were really good are Tennessee and the Rams. They beat Tennessee by 25, and they beat the Rams by 17. The Rams with the, the high-powered offense, okay? Toughest 
teams I think that are left on our schedule as of right now, they got to play the Rams one more time because they're in the same division. They have Green Bay. And I hate to say it, but if, if we're going with how they are playing right now, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is hot right now. So they have still three more games that could potentially ruin this um, undefeated season. And with the defense, it's only given up 18 points a game with only one game over 21 points. How can you not think they can't go undefeated? I mean, yeah, okay, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, they're going to put up points. I don't think they're going to put up their 30 or 35 points a game or whatever they're, they're averaging or what they could put up against regular teams. This defense is playing really well, and the offense is finally clicking. may have took a year or two longer than some Arizona fans you know, were hoping for, but it's, it's finally clicking. And like I said, I could see them going undefeated. I don't think they are the Steelers of last year. They have three tough games left. I think Green Bay is it's either this week or next week. And then they got two more weeks, then it's the Rams. So, I mean, as long as they stay focused and don't let any of these, you know, Detroit Lion type teams sneak up behind them and bite them in the butt by them overlooking, they, I'm saying right now, they could go undefeated. And I will not be surprised if they do. Once they get in the playoffs, that's a different story because you have a lot of young players and a lot of players that have never made it to the playoffs, except for Zach Ertz. And that's where that trade is definitely going to come in big for these young players, being that he not only is a Super Bowl champion, but has the game-winning touchdown in that Super Bowl. Up next, we're bringing back our hot minute take. And we're going to talk a little college football rankings of Alabama and why they kind of have a a special treatment towards, you know, that the college rankings has towards them. So, two weeks ago, Iowa lost to Purdue and got dropped down nine spots. Last week, or that was, I'm sorry, that was three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Alabama lost to Texas A&M and only dropped four spots. How, how, how could that happen? You know, they were both one and two in the rankings. Purdue and Texas A&M have the same record. I don't want to hear about, well, you know, the SEC is stronger than, you know, all the other conferences. You look at the conference that Iowa's in, they have the same amount of ranked teams in it. This is why I think they should just do away with the rankings. And when it comes time to do the the college playoff, that's when we worry about the rankings. Let these teams just play out, not knowing where they're ranked. I'll bet you'll get a lot better football. A lot better games out of it, and Alabama won't be 
give him special treatment anymore. Sorry. I had to go on that rant. You know, it just pisses me off every time. You know, I, I always thought maybe it's just Notre Dame and things like that, but how does Alabama just fall four spots when Iowa loses five spots? Just makes no sense. So up next, we have our blue picks. And here is your Blue Picks of the Week, brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. That's right, we have our Blue Picks for this week, week seven, coming up. Um, A little recap to last week's uh, week six Blue Picks. Once again, I can't get the 3-0, but I mean, at least this time, Washington definitely laid an egg for me but you know I still went 2-1 as of right now on the season I'm 11-9 and um, just to recap it I had the Rams over the Giants Rams beat them 38-11 Daniel Jones ended up playing and I was surprised he played but that just did not help at all they're just not a good team and I'm, every week I'm feeling more and more comfortable about getting that King James belt back from our good buddy King when it's the Eagles and the Giants. Uh, for my lock pick, I took the Cowboys over the Patriots, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, they ended up winning 35-29. I really didn't think the Patriots offense was going to show up how it did and put up that many points. I really thought... I, I think when I was looking at my blue picks, I was torn between the Rams-Giants game and the Cowboys and Patch game for, the, for my blowout pick here. Um, but still came through. And then I took the Chiefs, uh, I took the Washington team over the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes said, you know what, I guess maybe I should just finally wake up and start playing like how I should play. And they just absolutely demolished the Washington football team 35-13. Now the question is, can Mahomes keep it going? You know, Mahomes and the the Chiefs keep it going. So we'll see this week. But for our Week 7 picks, here are my blowout lock and my upset picks for my blowout picks I have the Rams over the Lions the Rams are giving 15 and I'll tell you what I am not touching that spread just because I, I never like taking teams that had a, a double digit like you know if I'm going on FanDuel DraftKings but Matt Stafford making his homecoming uh, for the first time since he's been traded from the Lions to the Rams and the Rams are just hot you know there's, there's no two ways about it Goff, he just absolutely sucks. I've said from the day one, I I never thought he was a number one overall draft pick. Talent. Um, You even have your head coach already calling you out. You know, seven seven games into the season. So, just not a good look for the Lions right now. They're not playing well. Rams, I have for the blowout pick there. For my lock pick... I have the Packers over the Washington football team. Packers given nine and a half. I'm just saying now, Aaron Rodgers is going to light them up. 
I, I, see, I could see the Packers winning by 15, 20 points. Just because, again, Washington's not even a, a, that good of a team. They, they needed some type of stability at the quarterback position. I like Henneke, but he's not a franchise quarterback. You know, you got a good defense with a okay offense, and that's just not going to work. Uh, for my upset pick, I actually have, even though I just said, can Mahomes keep the momentum going? I actually have Tennessee beating the Chiefs. Tennessee's getting five and a half points. Uh, even though Kansas City was, was dominant last game, Tennessee has put up points as well and has a good defense. You know, Derrick Henry is just running all over people. You know, stiff arming them and everything like he normally does. So I could see Tennessee winning this uh, this game here. So the recap: I got the Rams for my blowout pick, Packers for my lock, and Tennessee for my upset. Uh, up next, we have our combat corner segment, which is sponsored by Bet Angles. Check out BetAngles.com for all your sporting sports betting needs as well as their NFL and college football game analyzers, which are available now. We also have an exclusive offer for our listeners. Join now with the code FREEMONTH to get your first month free. So sign up today at BetAngles.com. Kind of a busy weekend we got here. We got Bare Knuckle Boxing back at uh, they're out at Wichita. Uh, we got USC Fight Night. I thought the uh, Kamara Usman and the Colby Covington fight was this week, but it's still a couple weeks away. That fight, uh, that fight card actually looks really good, so I'll be definitely tuning in for that one. But I picked, uh, you know, obviously Bare Knuckle likes to put on 10, 12 boxing matches, so I only picked like a couple of them here to do my picks for. Um, the main event is, is Dan Rickles versus Julian Lane. Uh, co-main event is Isaac Doolittle versus Jay Jackson. I also took Marciano Hernandez versus Andy Locker and Jake Lindsay versus Eric Thompson. Now, looking at the card, um, other than Dan Rickles and Julian Lane, these are all guys that are debuting in the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, or maybe have one only with like one fight in the in the organization. So. Basically, I'll be sh- I'm throwing another another dart at the wall here. Um, for the first fight that I have here, Jake Lindsay versus Eric Thompson. Going with Eric Thompson. Uh, that's a welterweight fight, and this card also looks like they're it's going to be the mid-range guys, the welterweights, the middleweights. So there could be some good knockouts uh, happening in dur- during this pay-per-view. Uh, even though I just said that. The other card I, I or the other fight I have is a flyweight fight between Marciano Hernandez versus Andy Locker. Going with Marciano Hernandez there. Um, between Isaac Doolittle and Jay Jackson. Not sure if it's gonna be a welterweight or middleweight because their last fights that they they were involved in, Isaac Doolittle showed up as a welterweight, whereas Jay Jackson was a middleweight. Um, I'm going with Isaac Doolittle here. I always like the the smaller guys. Just because of the speed they have. So I think he's going to pull out the win. Um, between Dan Rickles and Julian Lane, this could be a fun fight to watch. Okay. Julian Lane has been 
in the BKFC for a, a year or two now. You know, pretty much almost at, at the beginning of um, the beginning. You know, Dan Rickles, I believe this might be his second or third fight in the BKFC. Both have power. This is going to be a fun fight. I'm going with Julian Lane here, though. Even though Dan the Caveman Rickles is scary as fuck looking. <laughs> so, and you know, make sure you follow us on Twitter because I always try to live tweet something during those uh, those fights. I may be on, you know, live tweeting about these fights as well. So, I think that's going to be it for us this week. Head over to StayTunedSports.net to follow our social media uh, accounts which are on the right hand side there like I said I may be doing some live tweeting uh, Saturday night uh, merch tabs up top there if you don't want to buy any merch that's totally fine totally cool head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports and you could help you know show your support that way um, and don't forget we still got the sports chat line 612 STS chat Give it a call. Give me your opinion about what you think I, 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 how I'm doing or how my opinions are, and I'll get you on the show. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out. <laughs>